0: G'day, this is Alistair of the Growth with Value podcast, where we will bring you company analysis, management interviews and investing tips and education. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. If you have any questions, comments or feedback, please send me an email at alistair.cowley at growthwithvalue.com. Also, don't forget to check out my website at www.growthwithvalue.com. And subscribe to receive my two free ebooks and the value investing spreadsheet I use when analyzing a business. The information contained in this podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be seen as investment or financial advice. Investors are recommended to seek advice from a financial professional before making any investment decisions. No material presented within this podcast should be construed or relied upon as providing recommendations in relation to any investment or financial product. Today we are going to look at Flight Centre Travel Group. Flight Centre is one of the world's largest travel groups, having consolidated itself as a top 5 global travel management company. The company employed over 20,000 people across the globe but since the onset of COVID, 70% of staff have been either permanently or temporarily stood down or made redundant as part of a major cost-cutting initiative to ensure the longevity of the business. Flight Centre is a truly global company with vast networks across Australia and New Zealand, the Americas, specifically the United States, Canada and Mexico, Europe, the Middle East, South Africa and across Asia, including Greater China, India, Singapore and Malaysia. Flight Centre's corporate travel management network also extends to about 75 other countries. In the 1970s, founder and CEO Graham Turner began with top-deck bus tours operating out of the UK. After this business grew through the 70s, Turner returned to Australia to open the first Flight Centre shop in 1982. In recent times, Flight Centre's significant store network had been reduced to cut costs and better compete with online competition. Store closures were further extended due to COVID, with about half of Flight Centre's leisure stores being closed globally. Flight Centre has over 30 travel-related brands. From these brands, Flight Centre Services a wide segment of the travel industry from in-destination travel experiences with its top deck Backroads and Buffalo Tours brands, to global corporate travel via FCM Travel and Leisure Travel, both wholesale and retail, including online, flight and holiday booking services and student travel, as well as traditional travel agents. Flight Centre also owns 99 Bikes, which is Australia's largest bicycle retailer, and Travel Money Oz, which is Australia's largest foreign exchange specialist retailer, with stores across Australia, New Zealand and the USA. Currently, Flight Centre is looking to increase distribution, particularly in lower-cost models via online booking platforms, to ensure the company remains competitive in the online travel industry. On its website, Flight Centre states that it aims to become the world's largest corporate travel company, eventually employing more than 80,000 staff across the globe. The company envisages its success will stem from a range of travel-related industries including travel, bikes, fitness, education foreign exchange and finance. Why I like this investment. Flight Centre has been operating since the early 80s, over which time it has experienced many difficult trading conditions which have greatly impacted global travel, including three major pandemics, SARS, swine flu, and COVID-19, many terrorist attacks, in particular September 11, and the global financial crisis, just to name a few. Each of these events has resulted in a reduction in travel either through fear, unaffordability or from travel restrictions imposed by governments. History has shown that no matter how tragic or devastating these events have been, there continues to be an increasing demand to explore and travel. It is certain that such events will happen again and that Flight Centre will navigate its way through the resultant downturns in the travel industry. One way Flight Centre has been able to ensure its longevity is by maintaining a large net cash position. This enables it to continue to operate when cash flow slows significantly. Another advantage of a large cash balance is it has enabled flight center to take advantage of the tough times and to increase market share organically and via targeted acquisitions. The company also carries very little in the way of debt with a debt-to-equity ratio of about 0.44 over the last 10 years and the majority of the debt being related to operating leases. The world is increasingly conducting business online with this trend only being accelerated by COVID. Notwithstanding this, Flight Centre has continued to maintain a network of stores across the globe. Although in recent years, management has reduced the number of shop fronts in order to address what it saw as inefficiencies with many duplicate stores servicing the same geographic area. Since COVID, the rate of store closures has drastically increased, with Flight Centre closing almost 50% of its stores across Australia in the last 12 months to reduce costs and ensure the business can survive the COVID pandemic. I see the store network as a key attraction for many of Flight Centre's customers, catering for those who still prefer face-to-face interaction and someone local to talk to when they need assistance. The store network also helps build the Flight Centre brand as many of its stores are located in high foot traffic areas. So, although there is a negative inclination currently towards brick and mortar stores, I prefer to see them as a unique offering by the company, against which online travel agents are unable to compete. I expect many of the stores closed by the company as a result of the pandemic will remain permanently closed after the recovery, thus contributing to a more efficient and profitable business. Greatest risks of ownership. I have identified two key risks of ownership. First is the travel industry's vulnerability to global recessions, political tensions, and the possibility of future pandemics such as COVID 19. Second is the business model, which has until now overemphasized a storefront approach. Recessions and global events. The travel industry is quite susceptible to recessions and other global events such as pandemics, terrorism and geopolitical tension. Such events have occurred in the past and will continue to do so. Operators in the travel industry must provide for such events to minimise their impacts. As for the majority of travellers, the need to travel is not essential Flight Centre has successfully navigated its way through periods where sales had all but dried up in the past. It has managed to do so by following a simple strategy of carrying a large enough cash balance to shore up liquidity and to carry little to no debt, so when the unexpected happens, the company has been able to carry on through the crisis. COVID 19 has proven to be an extremely tough trading period for the industry, with an unprecedented global shutdown. Flight Center's strong balance sheet, large cash reserves, and very low debt has meant that the company, to this point, has been able to weather the global pandemic. In hindsight, the recent capital raising, which had the potential to dilute ownership by 47% may have been an overreaction to the impact of COVID-19. However, the funds raised will ensure Flight Centre comes through the pandemic in a strong position and is well placed to rebound strongly after the pandemic has abated. Storefront business model. The last five years has seen the business earnings level off, with earnings per share growth over the five-year period leading up to COVID-19 pandemic growing at just over 3% a year. Free cash flow has fallen slightly by about half a percent a year over the same period. This is due to operating cash flow being relatively flat and capital expenses slightly increasing. Pre global financial crisis, capital expenses averaged about six percent of revenue. Over the 10 year period post the GFC, capex has been only about 3.3 percent of revenue, although this has been on an upward trend more recently. During 2009, the company had to tighten its belt to help navigate its way through the GFC, and this resulted in a more efficient business. I believe the same is likely to happen post-COVID. The company has been able to reduce its monthly cash outflow from about $230 million a month to just $53 million in July, a reduction of about 75%. Once the business begins to operate at full capacity again, the monthly spend will inevitably increase especially given the company reduced its headcount by 70%, and we would expect many of these employees to return to work eventually. The largest permanent saving will come from its store closures, with almost half of its pre-COVID store network now closed. For this reason, I am confident the business will see strong growth once sales begin to increase, with management estimating that the company's current cost base can service about 40% of normal pre-COVID sales at which point the company will be break-even. Long-term prospects Long-term, I believe the outlook for the industry in general, and Flight Centre in particular, is very promising. The trend in global travel dollar spend over the last 20 years or so has been in a strong uptrend, with the impetus from the Western baby boomers now moving into retirement, and the higher disposable income being generated in developing economies worldwide, in particular Asia, The demand for domestic and international travel will only increase into the future. I also believe that events such as the current COVID pandemic will have an immaterial impact on travel over the long term. Key findings in relation to the business. Flight Centre has grown to become the most recognised travel agent across Australia. The company also has a strong global presence, with over half its revenue coming from its overseas operations. Sales are spread across many thousands of customers and have access to many different sources, including airlines and hotels, as well as their own wholesale businesses such as Infinity Group. Normally, having your sales spread across many customers and sources reduces the risk of a sudden fall in revenue if some customers decide to take their business elsewhere. But, as we have seen recently with the COVID pandemic, the industry can still be impacted severely through events out of its control. Although the effective closure of the global travel industry was brought on by intervention from governments and not from a mass of unhappy customers, the effect on the businesses operating in this industry was dramatic. Many travel-related businesses will not return to the industry having been financially decimated. Flight Centre's strong balance sheet and experienced management will ensure it is one of the survivors. Flight Centre can be segmented into two distinct business groups, leisure and corporate. The leisure business accounts for about two-thirds of total revenue. The corporate business's revenue is spread across four regions. Australia and New Zealand, 33%. The Americas, 33%. Europe, Middle East and Africa, 24%. And Asia, with 10%. The leisure business is heavily weighted towards Australia and New Zealand, accounting for 68% of leisure revenue for FY20. The Americas, 19%. Europe, Middle East, Africa 10% and India and other 3% make up the remaining leisure revenue. Industry-wide, the leisure sector offers little potential for competitive advantage. In Flight Centre's case, the extensive network of shopfront outlets has enabled Flight Centre to differentiate itself from many of its competitors, particularly in Australia. Until now, the ability for a client of Flight Centre to arrange their travel affairs face-to-face with an agent has been a competitive advantage for Flight Center. Although we expect the network of Flight Center shop fronts will not return to previous levels post COVID-19, we expect the remaining network will still afford Flight Center with a tangible competitive advantage going forward. The corporate business sector is a little different, however, as many corporates will build up relationships with travel booking companies to better facilitate their corporate travel needs. FCM Travel Solutions, which is Flight Center's largest corporate business operation, has a 97% retention rate with its clients and has been named world's best travel management company for eight years running. The company has wholly owned operations in 23 countries and holds partnership agreements in a further 74 countries. The corporate travel segment is much more profitable than the leisure segment, with 28.5% profit before tax margins for FY19 versus only 6.4% for the leisure business. This further highlights the difference between the two segments and their subsequent competitive advantages. Disregarding the negative impacts in FY20, the company has managed to provide outstanding returns on its invested capital, with return on invested capital consistently being above 50% over the last 10 years. Invested capital includes long and short-term debt, operating leases and shareholders' equity minus cash. We calculate the return by using operating income after tax. Given Flight Centre carries a large level of cash, this inflates the return on invested capital ratio as it is deducted from invested capital. If we add the cash back into the capital base, the return on invested capital is about 14 to 15% over the last five to ten years, which is still acceptable. The additional cash provides important security in times of travel such as those currently occurring. As an alternative. Management could look to improve its popularity with shareholders by spending some of its cash reserves by way of increased dividends, but in the long term that could prove to be an expensive strategy. The recent example of the demise of Thomas Cook highlights how low levels of cash and excessive debt can be a recipe for disaster. Flight Centre has made many acquisitions over the years and at regular intervals. I estimate that the acquisitions over the last 20 years has resulted in about $850 million in additional revenue for the business, equal to about 27% of FY19's more normal level of revenue. This has added, on average, an additional 1.5% per annum growth to revenue over the last 20 years, with the company's revenue growing at about 13.5% a year between 1997 and 2019. This gives an organic revenue growth of 12% a year, indicating that the majority of the company's growth has come from increasing its existing business or from expanding its acquired businesses, which is a good sign that the acquisition strategy has worked well. Key findings in relation to growth Despite irregular hiccups along the way, the travel industry has continued to grow over the years, and this will continue to be the case. As an increasing proportion of the global population increases their wealth, they will have the realistic option to travel. The onset of social media sites like Instagram has also increased demand for travel, as more and more people share their experiences and entice others to join them. As air travel gets cheaper, this too will add to the number of people who can afford to travel. The travel and tourism industry is one of the largest in the world, estimated to contribute about $9.3 globally, directly and indirectly. This equates to about 10% of global GDP. In recent years, the industry has grown at about 4.5% a year, outpacing global GDP growth of about 3%, further evidence that more people are able to travel each year. Flight Centre has increased revenues by 6.5% a year for the 5 years to FY19, ignoring FY20. Earnings growth has struggled to keep up with revenue growth, providing only about 4% annualised growth a year over the last five years. This divergence between earnings and revenue is a result of higher operating expenses and also from falling interest rates. As the company carries little debt, it has benefited from reduced interest payments on its loans, but has also seen a reduction in return on the large cash reserves held within the business as cash made up about 36% of total assets on average over the last five years. Falling global interest rates have had a negative effect on Flight Centre's bottom line. Over the next two to three years, we can expect massive growth in sales as the world begins to open up and travel restrictions ease. Once people have satisfied their pent-up urge for travel, we can expect growth rates to fall back to pre-COVID levels, with about 6% revenue growth and perhaps a slight improvement to earnings growth where it will remain in line with revenue growth due to the business drastically reducing costs and increasing efficiencies as a direct and lasting result of the pandemic. Key findings in relation to the financials. Historically, Flight Centre has provided an average 20% return on equity and approximately a 10% return on total assets. Both these levels of return are above an acceptable investment return. As stated earlier, Return on investor capital has been over 50%, but if we add cash back into the capital base, this brings the return down to about 15%, which is probably a more accurate reflection of the business given its long-standing cash balance. Now we will look at each of the financial statements. The income statement. As just mentioned, in relation to the company's growth prospects, revenue has a long-term growth rate of about 13.5% a year slowing to about 6.5% a year over the last five years. Operating expenses have slightly increased in recent years, resulting in a slower earnings growth of about 3% a year. We are hoping that the current cost reduction strategy undertaken by management will result in increased profit margins down the track. The business was previously burning through about $225 to $230 million a month in running costs. This has since decreased to $53 million in the month of July. Major reductions in costs stemmed from rent reductions and store rationalisation, with about half of the leisure stores closed globally. There was also a 70% reduction in staff, pay restrictions for senior executives and board members, and finally deferral or removal of non-essential capital expenses. At current levels, revenue will need to return to about 40% of pre-COVID levels before the business will begin to break even. We can expect profit margins to increase as many of these cost cuts will become permanent, especially the reduction in the number of stores. Management stated that 95% of customers will still be within 5 kilometers of another flight center store after the closure of 50% of its existing stores. This highlights a high level of store crossover and inefficiencies, which have hopefully now been rectified and result in increased future profits. Since the GFC, The company's operating margin has ranged between 10 and 20%, but predominantly at the lower end. Net profit has ranged between 8 and 10% over the same period. This puts Flight Centre in the middle of the range when compared to its competitors, with the majority of online travel agents boasting higher margins. Balance Sheet Shareholders' equity has steadily increased each year at about 20% a year to FY18. In both FY19 and FY20, shareholders' equity fell. The fall in FY19 was due to a $150 million special dividend paid to shareholders, and FY20 was the result of a $500 million loss for the year. Shareholders have also been further negatively impacted in FY20, with a 47% dilution in shares. This was due to a capital raising which raised $700 million to increase the company's cash balance to help ride out the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. Those who did not participate in the capital raising have seen a reduction of 47% in the value of their holding. Those shareholders who participated in the offer saw the value of their shareholdings fall by about 2%. Looking to liquidity, the company has carried a current ratio, quick ratio, as they carry no inventory, of between 1.2 and 1.4, which is a conservative level. Debt is also very low, and if you include operating leases, the debt-to-equity ratio has historically been about 0.3. However, after the company increased its long-term debt from almost 0 to $250 in the last 12 months, primarily to increase current cash levels to get through the COVID crisis, the debt-to-equity ratio is still only about 0.7. A normal year's earnings will more than cover the current outstanding debt. Net cash is up about $1.4 billion. Net cash has been increasing year on year, however it has sat at about $1.4 billion since FY15. This large net cash position may result in lower shareholder returns, in terms of returns on equity, but provides increased security for a fairly volatile industry, as we are currently witnessing. This cash, plus the debt facilities, provides liquidity for about 30 months, assuming current net cash outflows of about $55 million a month. Revenue needs to increase to about 40% of normal levels for the company to break even. This should be achievable given the current status of a vaccine being available in the coming months and local travel restrictions being lifted. The cash flow statement. Recently, we have seen capital expenses steadily rising with operating cash flow remaining flat, resulting in a declining free cash flow. Additionally, we have seen investment capex increase due to acquisitions. The free cash flow margin has fallen from an historic 10 to 15% margin to about 5% in recent years. We can expect some improvement to free cash flow and an increased margin based on the recent cost reductions resulting in longer term efficiencies. Key findings in relation to management. Founding CEO Graham Turner has been in the business and the industry for decades. He holds about an 8% ownership in the business. His salary is very small, especially when compared to other CEOs running similar businesses and with similar market caps. He has taken home about 500k a year for the last couple of decades. Of the nine executives and board members, their combined salary is less than 5% of net income, and each director has been with Flight Centre, or its subsidiaries, for over a decade, with the years of service being 11 14, 18, 23, 23, 33 and 39 years across all the directors. The chairman, Gary Smith, has been on the board since 2007, with the other board members serving for 2, 7 and 8 years. Management and the board have purchased about 25 million worth of shares, or an additional 3.5 million shares, predominantly during the capital raising. No sales have taken place. This is a good sign that management believes the business will continue to perform well into the future. Management has expressed its desire to make Flight Centre a leading global travel brand, recently entering as a top five travel agent in terms of sales across the globe. I believe management accurately reports the state of the business and doesn't attempt to hide underperformance, nor boast about outperformance. The dividend has been fairly consistent with about 60% of earnings being paid out each year over the last decade. The retention of 40% of earnings has enabled Flight Centre to keep debt at zero or very close to, and has also seen its net cash position steadily increase. This may have been to the detriment of shareholder returns in the short term, but taking a longer term view, it is sensible for a company operating in the travel industry to carry cash reserves and have little debt. Key findings in relation to competitors Major competitors to Flight Centre include booking holdings, Corporate travel, and WebJet, with operating margins between 20 and 30% on average, compared with Flight Center's operating margin of about 14%. Other competitors include Trip.com, Expedia, and Hello World, with operating margins between 6 and 12% on average. Across the companies mentioned above, each offer a similar experience in terms of online booking, with none of them having any distinct advantage in terms of additional features or services to attract and retain customers. Flight Centre and Hello World offer an in-store experience, allowing customers to meet with a travel agent to plan their holidays. When it comes to pricing, from my experience, Flight Centre offers the most competitive rates for both domestic and international flights, with Trip.com being the closest competition on price. Overall, the price difference between Flight Centre and its competitors ranges between $5 and $70, which may influence some travellers to book through Flight Centre. The target audience of each company is similar. There are some differences with companies such as corporate travel management focusing predominantly on business and corporate bookings. Flight Centre operates across both corporate and leisure with an approximate 60-40 split between leisure and corporate. Corporate has shown that it offers higher profit margins with Flight Centre delivering a profit before tax margin of 28.5% for corporate and 6.5% for leisure in FY19. Flight Centre targets student travel and is one of the largest online websites that caters specifically for student travellers. Student travel is estimated to be a $30 billion industry, with Flight Centre operating one of the world's leading websites for students in studentuniverse.com. The travel business has low to medium barriers to entry, with the largest barriers being the existing well-established brands such as Expedia, Booking.com, American Express and Flight Centre. This competition is a big deterrent for potential entrants to the industry. This has resulted in the industry steadily consolidating as smaller firms get swallowed up by the big players, like Flight Centre's acquisition of Student Universe in 2015. The two largest players in Expedia and Booking Holdings have been increasing revenue at a greater rate than Flight Centre, with Expedia growing at an annualised rate of 14% since 2007 and Booking Holdings at 22% a year. Over the same period, Flight Centre has grown at a rate of 9% a year. These are pre-COVID levels, and all three companies have seen their year-on-year revenue growth reduce over the last few years. As the industry is becoming increasingly online-focused, Flight Centre has perhaps not adapted as quickly as they could have to this trend. The number of physical stores maintained by the business was more than necessary, evident by the recent closure of half of its store network globally brought on by COVID, after the closure of hundreds of stores across Australia, management estimates that 95% of customers will still be within 5 kilometres of a Flight Centre store. I believe we should see an improvement in margins in the coming years as Flight Centre increases its focus to online bookings and corporate travel. We have witnessed firsthand this year the industry's vulnerability to external events. Governments, terrorism, pandemics and weather events can all have negative, temporary impacts on the industry. We will continue to experience events that deter people from international travel and even locally, but overall the industry will continue to grow. As mentioned previously, emerging economies are becoming wealthier, resulting in a larger proportion of their populations who can afford to travel. Key findings in relation to ethics The company has faced some intense media scrutiny over the years. In 2014, Flight Centre was fined $11 million increased to $12.5 million in 2018 by the ACCC for attempting to induce three international airlines to enter into price-fixing arrangements between 2005 and 2009. And in 2018, there were news reports of unhappy workers claiming that they were underpaid for the amount of hours that they worked. These employees also stated, that some agents would often mark up prices on some unsuspecting customers, sometimes as much as hundreds of dollars. The base salary for travel agents is about 41000 just above the minimum wage. This is a starting salary for unexperienced employees. There is the ability to earn commissions and penalty rates on top of this. One must also take into consideration that these workers are not required to have any qualifications nor any prior experience to become a travel agent although it would obviously assist them in obtaining a job if they did. More recently, during the early stages of the COVID pandemic, many people were forced to cancel bookings, incurring a $300 cancellation fee per person for overseas bookings and $50 for domestic. Although this fee was outlined in the contracts and was not introduced as a result of the pandemic, there was a large backlash from customers and with the ACCC becoming involved, Flight Centre announced the subsequent scrapping of this cancellation fee in May. Bookings cancelled due to COVID on or after March 13, 2020, were to be repaid to customers in full. Flight Centre is actively involved in the community and various charities. The company has its own foundation, Flight Centre Foundation, which has received donations from over 9,500 employees, totalling $12.5 million over 12 years. In addition, Flight Centre offers a paid program for employees who want to volunteer their time to charities and community organisations. As at November 2019, 36% of Flight Centre employees participated in the Workplace Giving Program. Current charity partners are Bush Heritage Conservation, Cambodian Children's Trust Assisting Children, Food Bank, Australian Hunger Relief, KTF9, Educate, Health and livelihoods in Papua New Guinea, Red Kite, Children with Cancer, U okay? Mental Health and Suicide, Young Care, Helping Young People with Higher Care Needs. Flight Centre's main focus is to assist people in booking holidays and finding them the best available deals. The service is at no additional cost to the customer, as the company receives commissions from the airlines and hotels, etc. Agents are especially helpful when making complicated bookings and also save time and hassle in searching for reputable accommodation, affordable and reliable transportation, and ensuring the latest travel advice is provided. They deal with foreign companies on a daily basis, so know who to trust and how to deal with the sometimes tricky nuances when dealing with people from different cultures and who speak a foreign language. Valuation The Intrinsic Value of Flight Centre Travel Group using the discounted cash flow stable growth model and after applying a 20% margin of safety is $10.56. This is implying a 4% rate of growth and a 12% discount rate. The intrinsic value of Flight Centre Travel Group using the discounted cash flow high growth model and after applying a 20% margin of safety is $15.74. This implies an average high growth rate of 12% over 10 years. With a terminal growth rate of 4% and a discount rate of 12%. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and share it with your friends. Also, be sure to download my free eBooks and spreadsheet from my website at growthwithvalue.com. Cheers.